0: Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hi, and welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, the podcast. Because there's a radio show now too. We this have both is the podcast.
1: Oh, I can't tell you how nice it is to be in your company, Kevin. Philip it's Hillier lovely again.
0: to be here. This is a rarefied air. This is as precious
1: as a leaf of lettuce. And we're going the footy flavour again. We did footy. F- Pies last week. Mm, we did. So this time we're snacks. going the whole hog. We're going footy.
0: Oh, don't refer to our guest <laughs> as a hog. He's an exceptionally nice human being. A really, I did uh, not. One and of the, one you of the take nicest, that back? <laughs> <laughs> one of the actually, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say one of the nicest blokes I've met in football is our guest this lovely, week. He is lovely, lovely man, ripper and a superstar in his time, an absolute mm. superstar.
1: I believe one of the, if not the greatest, ruckman. Uh, the uh, Aussie rules has ever seen. Oh,
0: you'd, you'd get Polly Farmer, you'd get John Nickel, but you would have Simon Madden in that conversation. Mm. There is no doubt about that. 378 games, I think 575 yes. goals.
1: With Essendon for life.
0: Yes, from 1974 as a 16-year-old when he turned up to when he finished in the 1990s. Captain wow. Captain Victoria uh, won a Norm Smith medal in the 1985 uh, grand final. Uh, he did it all, actually. I mean, he really did do it all And in from football. a great
1: football family.
0: Yes, the Maddens, uh, his brother. And there's a wonderful picture of you with his brother.
1: Yes, when Justin, his brother, was a sports minister. Yes,
0: you and the governor at the time. Oh, that's uh, right. Andy. I was emceeing yes. a, a
1: function. Yeah, all the, <laughs> they all couldn't get the uh, the A-grade MC that day. They got the consolation emcee.
0: Well, <laughs> you did have Justin Madden in the photo, yeah. and he, you know,
1: I know, what more could
0: you want? <laughs> yeah. uh, so Simon Adams, our guest, uh, looking forward to uh, having a chat with him about whether he's any good in the kitchen and a couple mm. of other little things you might not know about, Simon, that are divulged in this conversation. Great right. trivia. And then we'll get to our food poll. Now, uh, this food yeah. pole has nothing to do with football.
1: No, but it has to do with winter and warming up and uh, Stodge Fest again. <laughs> it is. So
0: we'll get to that uh, a little later on. But uh, for now, enjoy Simon Matt. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
1: Simon, your prowess on the footy field is well documented. But what about your prowess in the kitchen?
2: Uh, look, I've actually, funny enough, I've actually become the main cook in our family now. My wife's a very good baker. Mary's a very good baker and bakes cakes and and all those little things. Um, but um, I, and I and I don't I don't credit I blame MasterChef years ago when it started. I came home one night and I looked up and everybody in the house was watching the telly. And I said, "What's the team?" They said, "Watching MasterChef." Well, all right. Well, I'll go and cook something. <laughs> and so I did, and I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a bit relaxing. It's a, a bit meditative, well not really meditative, but it's uh, relaxing. And so I started cooking and. I'll probably for the last ten, twelve years become the main cook in the house. So, uh, what do I cook? Uh, you know, all the basics. I do a great schnitzel. I do a great vegemite and toast, but it, it steps up from there. I actually, um, uh, one of my specialities would be a a mixed paella uh, that uh, people people rave about, and then uh, we start to go into uh, different mixtures of, of different things at different times. So, uh, yeah. So you know, the, 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 the you know classic. Um, on the barbie, but it's the salads and the extras that I try and work on, you know, you can you can um, just get out of the, in a hurry, get uh, you know mix of peas and corn out of the fridge, but then you go and put some honey and mustard and a little bit of pepper in it and give it a different taste or, you know, things like that. I, and I'm, mm. now I'm actually watching programs and sort of reading a little bit to fit it in with everything else so I can uh, just make it a bit more interesting.
1: Oh Simon, the uh, the mixed paella has got me intrigued. Yeah. Is um that's a that's a lovely Spanish dish. Has it got the nice crusty uh, bottom on it?
2: Uh there's the trick, isn't it? Yes, now. We're, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we're to to, um, this could
0: go we're anywhere. To... <laughs> Man, Simon Madden's <laughs> talking about a crusty bottom.
2: Oh, stand by Well back. I am I, I am over sixty, so you're probably talking to somebody <laughs> with a <the> crusty
3: bottom.
2: <laughs> so um no, it's it, and what I've learnt, I've I've, I've got this paella present. I've, I've got a paella book, and I've tried one paella out of it, which is a mixed paella, but it works so well. And um, and you and and it's got chorizo and uh, chicken uh, in it, but you can do it with just the seafood. Mm-hmm. We can just do a vegetarian one, it's easy. And what it is, what I learnt, with that that's what fascinated with me was that historically, you know, in in old Spain, the, um, the women cook, cook, cooked all week, and then the men worked out the fields all, all week. Then on Sunday uh, it was uh, the the women's time off, and so what was ever left over was thrown into a pan with the rice, mm. and that's how you got all these mixes of paella, which are um yeah what what what's left in the pile par- uh, in the in the in the uh, uh, pantry, what's left in the cupboard, what's left in the fridge, uh, let's throw all that in with the rice and see what it come out with. So you can get some great ideas. So. Uh, this year I've said to myself, well, you know, this is going to be a bit more experimental with it. But when when you're inviting friends over, you sort of go with things that you know you that work. Rather than I try some experiments on my family every now and then. They go, uh, yeah, Dad, or no Dad. <laughs> so you know, so you'd better better to try it with them. And and I've I've actually done, you know, like that's just the pair I've done it with cauliflower cauliflower rice got mm-hmm. sort a of real uh, vegetarian. Um, uh-huh. And so there's ways and means you can do it, but. Uh, at the moment, I'd say that you know that's my signature dish. Put it that way. Oh,
0: very nice, yeah, very very posh, Mister Madden. Very posh indeed. Hey, growing up, Simon, uh, meat and three veg. I would imagine, but uh, I mean, a big, uh, big family and and big members of the family. Mm-hmm. Were you a big eater as a kid? And uh, you and Justin and the rest of the family? Um, if you left the plate there too long after it was
2: empty, the plate got eaten. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> we were, um, we we were just. Uh, well, you know, we were just big boys growing up. I reckon we, you know, I, I, I think back and you sort of think about what you could eat, and, and um, I think there was uh, there wasn't a full, you know, five litre thing of ice cream, but there was, was a little silver foil thing of about a litre of ice cream, and I reckon after main meal when I was about 16, 17 and and at sixteen, seventeen, I started playing pretty with acid, and I, you could eat one of them after uh, after uh, main course. So just, uh, it was amazing because you're running around so much. And you're still growing. It's amazing how much food you could eat. And um, and mum was sensational at providing that for us. Uh, she was, you know, our dad, our dad our dad died when I was 13. Just was 10, and older brother Paul was oh. 14. So mum had to look after these three big brutes plus work plus etc. And she was just fantastic at it. But she was very good on making, you know, not, nothing didn't have time for the fancy stuff you might have now, but uh, very good food. Um, and such. <laughs> I remember once when we were kids and we were gonna give a breakfast in bed and we ran out of cereal. And so what have we we got the milk and we broke up broke up white bread and put it in there with hot milk and and uh, and drink something other. And she ate every bit of it, and what she told us years later that it was terrible. But she had to finish the We were watching, you know. <laughs> oh, are Aunt Mum's the best. Uh, they it. they
1: just do what they need to do. How delicious that would have been! White bread oh, and milk. Well. Oh. Yeah,
2: I, I look back later and go, well, it was it was sort of like starting a a, a bread and butter pudding, but it was still raw type <laughs> thing, and we had to put the butter in it. You know, that sort of thing. Oh, okay.
1: Do you have a a sweet tooth now, Simon?
2: Oh look, I'm i uh, I'm a shocker for an ice cream. A really good ice cream. Um, Desserts. Um, my wife makes slices, and you know, like, don't put that in front of me again. Take it away before it, it all get the whole lot gets consumed. So I still, I'm very, uh, you know, very aware of not too much sugar intake. And you try and pick things. And I'm very big on on healthy breakfast with uh, banana and berries and yogurt and, and good type of music. But now the, uh, the 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 sweet tooth is still there, and I think that's you know our uh, my age growing up with all the lollies and all the, all the sweets and all the sweet things you had was part of your diet. I think it's very, very hard to break away from, but I'm, I'm much more aware of uh, uh, how much I could not have right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, ke- and, ke- and keep an eye on it. But yeah, I've still got, I've still got the sweets.
1: Yeah. But back in the, the days when you, when you started your, uh, your footy career, I guess it, it's so much different these days. I mean, you know, players have dietitians, nutritionists. There's such a, uh, an emphasis on, on eating well and healthy. I imagine it was quite different in your day.
2: Well, ours was just just keep eating. You know, just <laughs> take some food eat again. Get some, and, and look, it's been really interesting over my time. You know, about what's the prepper? I mean, Kevin Bartlett played over four hundred games. Have fish and chips on Friday night yeah. every night. I mean, Paul yeah. Paul poor Van, poor Van der Haar had his uh, had his uh, his half a dozen beers on Friday night. I mean, you know, every, um, Barry Round Barry Round used to have a pizza and, and two long from what I've been told. <laughs> yeah, it, you it's know, true. Sometimes sometimes it's, it's what it's what you think is good for you. But I know in preparation for a game in my time it was have steak and egg for breakfast, uh then have pasta, uh, then have a mu- or you know, then it went to have a muffin at ten, then it was have a sandwich at twelve. I mean it all all that kept showing you with people's view of, of what the right food is. But when I was a youngster, just give me food and eat it because you're spending the energy it is unbelievable right. But I, I must admit towards the end you were starting to look at what the you know, what carb uh, carbo you know, sorry about carbo lighting carbo loading and um uh you know towards the end. But I always remember talking to Dick Reynolds. Um and about we're talking about Josh. Now think about this so, And in the fifties in his time, I remember he said to me once after oh, we didn't drink after you know, after Thursday night. And I said, Well yeah, we don't we don't drink leading up to the game. He said, No, no, not beer. We didn't drink water oh. after Thursday night. We dried out for the game. Now know. think about that. How how dehydrated would you be running around? Now I think oh. once you started the game they drank or before the game. But Thursday from Thursday night through to Saturday the game they drink any water. Now that's just a crazy idea. But that was apparently what you did. But it's always changing. Wow. Good grief! Oh, you
0: would have done that. You would have done the uh, the training sessions in the in the summer. You know where it, it, your punishment was that you didn't get any water at all.
2: Oh, uh, look, we. I mean, there, you know, I can always remember we. uh tra- it's fascinating about that because that's what exactly what happened. You know, you've got to rut, train hard and not too much water. Now I know a lot of water is too is not good for you. Uh, you can uh, you know you can uh, fill up with water and bloat, et cetera, But just having the right amount of water, and we all know you have to be drinking lots of water, you know, regularly during the day. Well, our training in the hot summers, no, don't drink, don't drink. And I always remember, we uh, we went up to uh, we played a game up in Northern Territory, and the, and they were because it's so hot and humid up there. They were taking a drink every five ten minutes. They'd just be training around, then there'd be bottles for them. And I thought, wow, what? And they look at me, I looked at the weather, and looked at them, and said, hey, maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> 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 they live up they live up here in the hot heat all the time, but and, uh, and, you know, obviously we've learned over the time that, you know, there's a certain amount of water, which is a fair amount of water, that you should be drinking uh, every day, and that's the normal person. You know? yeah. and, and, and I mean, I always say that um, it's not two litres or five litres or whatever people say. It, it's What's the right amount for you? And there's different measurements on that. But, yeah, we, we, we went through that. Let's not have any water while we run ourselves into the ground, even harder. You know? <sighs> it's hard Amazing. to
0: imagine. What about coffee? Simon, are you a coffee drinker or are you a tea drinker?
2: Um, I'm a tea drinker, but I'm… Uh, Quietly drinking a cup of coffee while we speak. All right? <laughs> Just quietly. <laughs> Just, I'm, 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 I've, uh, yeah, I got hooked on caffeine uh, uh, early on in my life, and uh, yeah, I haven't got off it. And uh, I, you know, parallel, I, I, you always use those things to advantage. I've seen doctors say, "Red wine is good for you," so I drink that. They said, "Coffee's good for you," you know, in moderation, but I mm. drink that. So, uh, so I love me love my uh, black uh, my black tea, hot and strong, and uh, and I like me a. Uh, this is my standard order now which sometimes takes people a little mildly you know, large large skinny cappuccino extra hot one sugar please but i could just have that taped on the phone and that's what i could just reel out and some of the new younger ones uh, i've got a regular uh, cup out the road i give it a plug benny and me a great friend of mine runs yep. it in uh, in rose street Essendon. um uh some of the new ones that uh, takes about three or four times to get you know get mine. but there's others that have been there a while i walk in and they just say the usual so it's good when you can Good, you can get that relationship with a cafe when they know what your usual is.
1: <laughs> I love a, a good cappuccino. But Simon, say that if uh, instant coffee was the only thing available, would you have that?
2: Oh, look, I'm not. I reckon at one stage I could have been a private detective because um, <laughs> Nescafe, Nescaf coffee, hot Nescafe coffee in a polystyrene uh, <laughs> cup. Worked really well, and I think that's the type of thing you see the private detectives drinking on TV. <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> that's funny. We we uh, spoke to I think it was Tom Boyd recently, and he said the the footy players of today, um, the, the, it's not unusual for them to to sit around and and sip lattes. It's very much a coffee drinking culture within within well, footy well, circles. I, I tell,
2: I'll tell you, an interesting. There was one game we I reckon we played out at Waverley, and it was so cold. Mm that almost couldn't feel my hands, and I said to one of the trainers at half-time, can you go and get me a coffee, please, a hot coffee? And it was one of those white, uh, white Ness Cafe coffee in a Polish fire yep. in yeah. And I sat there at half-time, and, and, and not that pol- Polish fire is very good at conducting <laughs> heat out of it, but I just wrapped it around and sipped and the coffee, and I, and I played really well the second half. So that became a bit of a thing that I did, that I just had a cup of coffee at half-time, and it ah. um, and, and was no, it's that. I think it's probably a little bit of the hit of the caffeine, but also it's just you know the mental thing that I'm, I'm having a rest. It's a real you know, it's a real step down from playing. I just relax, and then uh, you know, 'cause you always you know, even though it puts in, <laughs> the caffeine puts your blood pressure up, you actually think you're relaxing. So, um, <laughs> so you, <laughs> you actually you know you really relax, and then you're ready to go out. So yeah, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if some people are uh, uh, are doing that now, but I very much you know when you get the money. When you get the money that the place do now, I mean, sitting around, you know, cafes and drinking lattes in in the coffee set is probably a place that they should be, and they should be very expensive coffees in very expensive restaurants with the money they get. Yeah,
0: they would be. Hey, are you surprised that you're still involved in footy? Did you think when you were coming up through the ranks, when you started back in the 70s, did you think you'd still be involved in footy now?
2: Uh, No, not at all. I remember I was, because I said I started very young and I was... You know, sixteen in my first game. I reckon about eighteen or nine. And I said, "Look, if I can play to twenty-four, get a good eight years in, uh, that'll probably be enough for me, and then you know, I'll move on." And then uh, I'm still hanging around the. I'm on the board, so you know, I keep sending people. It's all my fault. Blame me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, no, I just think that it's um, what I, I was I, I, at the. I'll get very philosophical here, but I, I was at the uh, the function on the other night, and I. I work with businesses and organisations about uh, what I call sustainable high performance about with their people, how to get good and stay good. So I'm always looking for information and ideas. And I came across, which has been around for a while, but, you know, it takes some time for me to find things. Uh, There's a term, there's a South African tribal term called Ubuntu, U-B-U-N-T-U. And the best English translation is uh, I am because we are. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of stories about that. And that really resonates with me through football is that, um, you know, if you want to be a great uh, tennis player, great uh, golfer, they're great individual games, fantastic games. But you're really, in a lot of ways, especially golf, you're playing against yourself. But you're playing, you know, you're by by yourself. Where in a team sport, um, it's about us. And I I can't get anywhere without anybody else helping, and they can't either. So it's a real, really good thing for me to to say that, you know, that's the bit I really like about uh, football, that, about us working together whether it's on the field or off the field and and when i talk to groups uh, you know some people say oh but my kid's not sporty." i go well hang on get them in the choir get them in the band get them in the theater group get them in the dance group get them into something that is about us because that's how the world works and mm-hmm. uh, we all talk about um being you know we learn to be in, uh, independent but in fact we are all interdependent and we've seen that over how much we missed that over the last two years so um so that, I think that's a very long answer to a short question. That yeah, I'm still involved because of that. It's about us. It's the Ubuntu. I am because we are. It
1: sounds, um, given what you've just told us there, Simon, and you, your um, professional background is in in teaching. It sounds like that that is a, a really good fit for you. How and why did you gravitate towards teaching?
2: Well, the- no, oh, look, te- I looked I gravitate toward teaching was I I applied I still as I said playing footy, I applied I applied for everything and only got into one course, so that was the uh, one I took. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so not at all. But no, no, I um, uh, look, uh you know, yeah, so I no, I always always like teaching. Um and I think what's happened over the time is that I was uh, a teacher for a lot of years. Uh I then moved into business um and I played high sports. So I'm talking about understanding the educational process understanding high performance and understanding how business works so that combination is why I, I how I got to the stage where I you know work with people uh on improving their people with uh, work with organisations on improving their people within their organization and within their in- industry and so um yeah that's a combination I think and I think it's I think it's being the uh, sports person being the coach in different levels being the parent being the teacher that i I get a i get a real buzz out of helping and seeing people improve mm-hmm. and if you know if you can if you can help people uh, along the way get better, well, it's, there's an intrinsic value in that, and if you do it well enough, they pay you too, which is even better. Yeah, it's so, good.
0: Now, the football so, smart aleck in me would say, well, you've, got, uh, you've certainly got that in front of you at the Essendon Football Club of, uh, in, in current times.
2: Oh, look, yeah, and, and look, I, I, uh, we're, a, we're a funny mob, the Essendon Football uh, you know, followers. They're fantastic people. They've been so loyal, and, and they've just, you know, they've been so great over hard times. And of course, so now, um, and we have in you know, over the 150 years, we've had 16 um, premierships. So, so, even that out, that's about one every nine and a half years. So, when you get to ten, fifteen, twenty years, people are thinking, "Well, where's our bloody premiership?" Yeah. And and we've been through hard times. And I, and I look at our side now, and this is one of the things where you've got to be honest. And and the thing is that, and I know they've been very patient, but we need a couple of years' patience. So I looked at, uh, I just looked at our side against, um, so so. I looked at our side against Carlton, and we showed a little bit more against Carlton, but say against Port Adelaide a few weeks ago, we had a bye. Uh, We had one person over 200 games. They had three. We had 13 blokes under 16 games. They had four. And then in the middle, where they had a whole lot of people who, between 100 and 200 games, they had about twice as many. So in real terms, in real terms, we're a young side. And the only one, and you look at, I think they've got at least two blokes who played 200 games together. They've got about six or eight played 150 games together. So, and I know in my time we grew up in a successful side I've been in. We grew up together and developed to grow together. So it's easy to say I want something now, but uh, you have to go through the struggle. And I've always said if you don't understand the struggle, you never understand the success. Now that doesn't mean you have to go through the struggle, but you have to understand the struggle. You might see it elsewhere, you might learn from other people, but mostly you understand it if you go through it. And I think that's where we're going we're going through the struggle now, and you have to learn it and go through it and see it. I always. Uh, I'm, I'm a, you know, a bit of a muser or a pretend though, but I always remember Ed, you know Ed Sheeran, his first big appearance on TV in Australia, and uh, he had a, his first big, uh, single here that went, that went, you know, with number one. It was huge, and then um, somebody on the program said, "Oh, well, you know, you're a bit of an overnight success." And he said, "Well, that's fact. Right. Now I've been doing this for ten years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've just noticed me." Yeah. And he was, you know, and, and he was doing three. and for a muso, he was doing three hundred gigs a year. Now that's huge amount of gigs uh, uh, across the time, and he'd built up, he'd built up that experience, and then he was, a, you know, a great songwriter, and he, he happened to the right one at the right time, and there you go. So, you know, I, I say to the S and oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> also, this one I've asked this a couple of times, and I and I can't get a negative answer to this. I say to the I the S and the supporters, you know, it's your fault. And what do you mean? I said when I played him with we four goals down, you start started to clap your hands and, and chant S and Essendon. S and, then, S and I said now we get four goals down at Malibu Stadium. You go to the bar and have a beer. Say, no, <laughs> get the beer and bring it out. And still, I'm like, oh, well, yeah. one goes. I do. I'll well, bring your mates with you because not everybody's doing that. They all know
0: Yeah, it's changed, isn't it? It's changed. Hey, um,
1: Simon, if you were to hold a dinner party and you were to whip up your lovely mixed paella for, for tea, oh, <laughs> who who would you invite, uh, dead or alive? Who would be on your dream dinner guest
2: list? Oh look, there's so many people. Not have to run a few. I, like, you'd have to run dinner you know, parties with the theme, right? Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd have to go. Um, you'd, you'd have to go say with, uh, uh, you know, uh, prime ministers. You'd have to go Julia Gillard, say Bob Hawke, Keating, Menzi, something. You know, people like that from mm-hmm. both sides and sit around and see the marge over all that. Yeah. Um, you know, you, if, if you had a sporting one, well, you'd have to include Muhammad Ali and that, you know, to Um uh, If you were having world leaders, I think you'd have to have Nelson Mandela, Barack Obama. Um, uh, oh God! I've gone blank, blank. Blank there with female Prime Minister of England. That isn't that terrible. Margaret Thatcher. Blank. Thank you, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> and then, you, and then you'd have to bring you have to uh, bring the bloke with the big mop of hair from uh, America just to see how loony he is, or if he's not. <laughs> oh, <loony>. Donald! <laughs> <laughs> the Donald. You'd have to the Donald to that because I reckon I reckon you sit there and I, I reckon I'd sit there with my mouth agape because you know he'd be it would be twenty years later, and he'd still be talking about a stolen election. I just read to be. You well, know, no in one else place. would get a word in, would they? Well, that's, um, that's where you got to be. In. I think I'd put Muhammad Ali on that on, on that one, and I reckon yeah. I reckon he might stop for a little middle of night. Oh
3: yeah. God.
2: Yeah.
1: Some yes. heavy conversation at <laughs> that time. Uh, oh that yeah, and then
2: and then and the other one then would be just you know get half a dozen uh, mediums together and let them let them try and outdo each other and sit back and listen. That'd be good. But yeah, I think I couldn't do one. I'd have to run a series over time over yeah. over a few months.
1: But you could provide the entertainment as well, Simon, being the muso that you are.
2: But yeah, well, that that would cost an extra, of course. That would be oh. a bit extra for that. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, well, we it hasn't sort of it hasn't really made it to come back after COVID. Before COVID, we were, I was in a rock and roll band, and it was um, it was good fun. Um, There's seven people trying to get them organised is like herding ducks, but it was great. And, we were, <laughs> and we're all um, we're all a little um, all a little bit uh, older, so we called ourselves better late than ever. So <laughs> which good. was very up. It, yeah. it was very up. Um, uh, we actually—it was uh, Wendy Staple and and a and, and, uh, husband actually got us started, and there's a, that's a long story there about how they ran. Um, Paul was Paul Norton was doing. Um, he does uh, a little thing, weekend and Worries, where you get people together who've never been in bands and see if they want to be. And so, he, he, and my wife was doing some choir work with Wendy, and then um, uh, Paul said, you come along and try the band." So a, few, a couple of my mates and I did that, and then we, and they, it was really good. Week and Worries—they they put a band together, you practice six times. Um, and then you do a, a gig on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, and I think we and it was great. And you bring all your friends, and so that's sort of what started it. And and the, uh, um and and I think that day we were the most rehearsed. I think some of the other people didn't, <laughs> but we're actually not bad for you know first time, very rehearsed, and we did not know what to call ourselves. Then, so we all all put on different coloured t shirts and called ourselves the Wrinkle. <laughs> and, <it was> done. <laughs> and I said that you know, we, and I said like our counterpart, I introduced ourselves to the Wrinkle and said. Like our counterparts, we play age-appropriate music. And so what we did, and from that, we did that was good fun. And somebody turned around to, you know, one of us and said, do you want to do that again? And from one gig, it turned into 10 years of, you know, fun and, oh, wow. and you know, cover just a cover band a cover band of, uh, you know, if you, if you can't move your feet and don't know the song, we don't play it. You know, it was all the classic. Yeah. Classic rock cover band. And then COVID hit and we slowed down and we've been sort of very slow. I mean, if you're 25, you'd probably go, you know, Gung Ho back into it, but being a little bit older, so going Oh you know, do we have to go through all of that again? I think you know, people's views of lots of life have changed through the COVID era. So if, uh, you sort of, uh, and we've got grandkids now and things like that. So you start to put your time into different things. So um, uh, yeah. So we, you never know. We might make the big uh, comeback tour, but don't hold your breath.
0: It'd be <laughs> support act for Goanna because, of course, you were uh, you know involved in that uh, Spirit of Place
2: album uh, with Goanna. Well, um, Shane and Marcia, uh, Howard are our direct cousins. So oh. my father and their mother were brother and sister. Um, oh. uh, yes. And, and my musical, fa- my musical fame to fame is that I actually sang, Justin and I sang backing vocals on, um, uh, the, one of the songs on spirit of place album, uh, oh. back then it was, uh, uh it, it's uh, factory man. It's about, uh, Shane's father, my uncle, Leo, and our, our uncle Leo and, uh, we went we just went in to see them record one day, I think it was in South Melbourne a pretty long time ago, of course, and record. I thought it was interesting and by uh, doing this uh, you know, I, the gun like the gun shop in Spirit of Place, actually a real gun shop, um, with a blank pistol in the studio, like had to go and record that. Uh, things like this, it just it was really amazing. But then they got to this recording factory man and they said, We need some male voices in the background and chain turned to the producer, these two bloke can sing and they look at me and Justin like, you know, what? <laughs> 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 and we grew up playing guitar. You know, my older brother said he should have played league footy in the 70s, but he had a rock and roll band, and that was more important to him. So, you know, music ran in our family, and uh, and, and definitely from uh, Shane's side, uh, Eric, uh, his older brother, was uh, was on uh, New Faces years ago. All these are our know, little links, and so they, they got the, they put the, down this track, and everybody, everybody in the all the males in the band because they wanted male voices, not they, you know, they got um. Rose and Martha, got beautiful female harmony voices, and lead vocals, etc. In different songs, they sort of wanted to do this factory. You know, I don't want to be a factory man. Had to come in really low, and, and um and so we recorded it and actually put it on the album. And so and in uh, uh so in the in the album on the, the vinyl, there's an insert where saying is fantastic. He thinks he, he thanks everybody, like hundreds of people. I always remember the line he said, "I'd like to thank Justin and Simon Madden." Um, they singing in, uh, the, what they call it the gentleman, Gentleman's Canteen Chorus. Uh, that's what they call us. And, and, uh, yeah, people, people we could look up to. Boom, boom. You know, that's because, uh, oh my and then goodness. the other little, uh, other little tidbit if you watch, um, Solid Rock, if you watch Solid Rock, um, uh, on YouTube, the drummer is wearing my football jumper. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Kevin's yeah, nodding true.
1: knowingly at all of this. Some journo I am. I had no idea. That's fantastic. No, well, it
2: was one of those things. So Ch- Shane and his family are mad Richmond supporters. Yes. And so I, I you know, being, being cheeky because we're involved, I, I I, go, you know, presenting with an F- and a jumper and say, you know, come on, mate, come on outside. And, yeah. of course, the old ones, are, you know, you know can leave it's of course, and Woolen. And the drummer just said, oh, and he, I think he's a bit of an F- and family. He said, oh, great, I'll leave this Woolen jumper. Oh, I can promise that that's a beauty. And it's actually it's actually on the uh, it's in the video. So there you go. No, a little. And we actually did a gig on and we actually did a gig on um, uh, with them on Hey Hey it's Saturday one night. So there's all little bit tidbits about how I try and connect myself to one of the greatest Australian bands in the history of the world. <laughs> wow. And and um, wouldn't we all if we could? Don't worry about that. I exact exactly. Take every little bit you can, no worries about that. Absolutely <laughs>
0: Hey, Simon, it's been fantastic catching up with you, mate, and finding out that you are a bit of a whiz in the kitchen and the, uh, and the current Madden family chef, so I'm, I'm very impressed.
2: Oh, well, one day if you pay me enough money, I might come out and cook for you in your kitchen. How's that? <laughs> You're <go>.
0: on. <laughs> You're on, mate. It's always great to catch up. Good luck uh, to you and the Bombers for the rest of the season and, and, and the future, as you mentioned. It's a, it's a slow build, but you'll get there eventually. Thank you.
2: Good on you, people. Thank you very much for your time. Most enjoyed. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
0: Ah, there you go. That
1: was a wonderful story. I had no idea about the musical connection. Oh, yeah,
0: The Goanna connection. Uh, very, and Simon loves, Simon loves nothing more <laughs> than having a guitar and having to sing.
1: Yes, yes. Loves to have a Clearly sing. Clearly loves it.
0: And he's not that bad.
1: Yeah. What an easy guy to, to yeah, speak good to. Fella.
0: Yeah, really good fella. Genuinely nice human being and uh, does some terrific work with the Essenham Football Club. And he's got a lot of work in front of him to make that uh, make that a successful place again. But he's the man to be involved uh, along with Kevin he Sheedy is a and a bona fide
1: legend, isn't he?
0: And uh, he runs a very successful business, as he mentioned, uh, some of the things that he does there. But
1: now it's time for. Oh, how about them apples, Kevin? How do you like them apples? <laughs> well, do you like. What it? movie was that where he said. I that? don't know, but it just came oh, to um, me.
0: What's his name? Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, that's. That's the one. On the window when he banged on the door. Kevin,
1: were these something you had in your childhood, a baked apple? Your mum never made your baked apple? Not that I remember. Yeah, my mum did, and she used Granny Smith apples, which tend to go a bit brown in the oven, but you tended to stuff them with a bit of uh, mixed fruit and peel and so forth, a bit of brown sugar. Uh, Uh, We weren't that posh. Apparently now you can do them in the air fryer. You can oh, do anything in the air fryer. You're going to
0: fry. find out a lot about baked apple. But,
1: uh, look, a lot of people, as it turns out, have uh, have sweet memories of this. So we'll start with Sue Hosking who says, Now, I love stewed apple and the like. I love stewed apple too. Mm. But I've never had this before. It doesn't look very appetising, but I'm sure it tastes better than it looks. I would try it, but it's a nay from me.
0: Anne-Lee says, Yum, a great winter
1: dessert. Glenn Rodder in Cap says, Nay for me, Paddo.
0: Terry Daniels says, I'd give it a
1: try. Silvana, never had stuffed apple, but I would give them a try.
0: Stephen says, yes, brown sugar, raisins or dried fruit, butter on top and pour brandy or the like over the, uh, the top.
1: Never better. A flambe. A flombade stuff apple. Nikki Elliott says, yep, my mum used to stuff them with sultanas, lemon peel and spices like cinnamon and cloves, and we had them with ice cream. Oh, Yum. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never used an air fryer, but I've heard some people will wrap one of these in puff pastry and then bake it. That's right. Okay. Deb
0: Murphy says, never tried them. Initially thought they were a pick of stuffed tomatoes. They and that's look a what, what bit I like thought. That, Deb,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, Sandra says, My mum used to do these when we were kids. I'm sure there are different versions. Her were delish. Cherie says yum. Michelle Smith says definitely a yes from me. Absolutely love them and they are quick and easy in the air fryer now. Is there nothing you can't do in the air fryer? No.
0: And uh, Spooner says, I learned how to cook these at cooking school when my mum went out and nursed in the hospital. Still Aww. got the recipe
1: and still make it them. It's nostalgic, nice memories. Judy says, I love them. My mum would cook them using Granny Smith apples and I did too, uh, but I would leave the clove out. Yeah, clove Come. is, is a, an acquired taste, Yeah, isn't I think it, so.
0: Yeah. Tony says, yep,
1: love them. Judy, yep.
0: Uh, Anne Peacock says they look uh, absolutely delicious. I'm ready to accept delivery now. <laughs> no
1: worries, Anne. Jim Wilson says, nope, but I'm happy to have an apple or pear crumble. Oh, yum.
0: Jim treats is like a restaurant <laughs> right. menu. You'll
1: just Jim. have it
0: the way he wants <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> it's not exactly, it wasn't an either or question. Anyway, <laughs> Stephen Quartermain, very brisk here, says oh, no.
1: Yeah, with an exclamation mark. No. Uh, I would say that's Birch and Purchase. It is. Yeah, nope, nope, nope. Nope. Well, there's four crosses there. I take it that's a no.
0: Oh, and I, wondered, I thought they were kisses, as in yes, 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 yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Gee, we're not on the same page at all. Well,
0: I, thought I took it as sort of being kisses as in yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, you're probably or right as now. In, as in love them.
1: My, I don't know where my head is at. And actually, looking at that in retrospect, I think you might be right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, Nani Banani, oh. don't you love her Twitter yeah. handle, says boil them in shallow water with some sugar. Don't put them in the oh, oven. Oh, so
1: as you would maybe do a poached pear. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a good idea. Alan says too much yum. Stuart
0: says I can honestly say that I've never tried one, but I'd give it a go.
1: Alicia, they uh, she says that they look delicious, especially with cream and even here we go, brandy cream would be. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Shauna says a yay from me, but I'd use Granny Smith. Yeah.
1: Apples. Jane Barnes, that's a nay from Jane.
0: Old Croaky says yummo, confirmed yay, especially when stuff full of dried fruit and spice. Oh,
1: old grey rabbit, add some brandy custard and you'll be all set. Old Croaky, old
0: grey rabbit. Oh, <laughs> and here's old Artie Stevens. <laughs> oh. I have a memory of these from my youth. Mum used to do something like this, so that would have been 1962 or thereabouts, ah. 700. Hungry, read greedy little mouths to feed. It was a good way to put some nourishment in us all. I would have to say, based on that,
1: yeah. Yes, it makes it sound very nutritious. Roz Harbison says, "Mum used chopped dates in hers." Mm mm
0: And Gary says, "Nay, nay."
1: Oh, and who have we got now? Wayneos says a, oh. a baked
0: apple. Really. You're just baking stuff up now. <laughs> the only time an apple should be baked is when it's in the mouth of a suckling oh. pig over an open fire at a celebration or a luau. Ooh. And I didn't Google that at all. <laughs> really, I've never had a baked apple and I'm okay with that. I've also never put my tongue on a 240-volt PowerPoint <laughs> oh. or volunteered to rub my face on a random seat cushion uh, on a 1am train to Frankston oh. on a Friday night slash Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh seriously. <laughs> uh, you have so one you like. <laughs> Sometimes there are things that a human being just should avoid. And I also saw that cinnamon is usually mm, involved in is. this. Really? Big red chewing gum has ruined cinnamon oh. for me forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah of course. I remember that? That vicious red demon cocaine is just a vile and hateful thing that nobody really likes. Bake nice things. A lovely sponge. A black forest cake, some delicious Kerry Rotterfunks. Oh,
3: there you
0: go. Or a human head if you're on the Jeffrey Dahmer (gasps) spectrum. Just leave apples as nice, crunchy things to be given to a teacher you have a crush on or to be used to keep the doctor oh, away.
1: Oh, sweet. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. That's a uh, the nay. The, the yays
0: have it, though. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, everyone's going to have a crack at the uh, at the baked apple. It's
1: um, the nostalgia factor again, isn't I
0: it? Think, I think 50% almost uh, went with the fact that they used to have them and 50% with the fact that I've never had them and I'll – I was interested
1: try. with the uh, amount of times the brandy suggestion came yeah. up.
0: <laughs> so we got a bunch of Lushers uh, listening to uh, the Food Bites podcast. Our next uh, uh, podcast will be at our next Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. <laughs> and
1: maybe our next food poll will be the big red chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was very spicy was chewing gum. Horrible. Horrid, yeah.
0: Horrible chewing gum. You could gum. put
1: your uh, Juicy Fruit up against your big red or something. or your, Oh, uh...
0: Juicy Fruit was an awful chewing gum too.
1: What other uh, kinds were they? There was PK?
0: Aramint.
1: Oh, yes, that blue Packet.
0: Aramint was good. No, that was Stimerol.
1: Oh, Stimerol was very strong. No, I didn't like that at all. You only needed one little one. They were little
0: tiny little Swiss ones and they just Burned went in the there the taste like
1: buds that. off your tongue. Uh, were the. A... You certainly had the freshest breath yeah, going yeah, around. Yeah, absolutely.
0: No, no. Stim were excellent.
1: No, stim were for gutsy chewing gum. Tough, a, tough a people. Topic
0: for another time, another place. <laughs> that is it for food another Bites. another world. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Simon Madden for being part of our program. It was terrific to catch up with him. And, and uh, uh, Kevin, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, thank me too. <laughs> yeah, no, thank me. No, that'd be good. No. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.